Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. This is Samuel Tolley, July 4th, 2023. There's two major problems with this country, the United States of America these days, and that is... Too many people do not read their Bible, and many of us do not read our Constitution and Declaration of Independence. We don't know our founding documents. So we're subject to what commentators, pundits, gatekeepers, and the like say. And many of us just swallow what they say, don't believe anything else. They don't believe that God was a factor in this country's creation. They don't believe anything. But people should take the time to read our documents, and then you can understand our history better. I'm going to take the time to read the Declaration of Independence. For those of you that haven't had the time, I hope you listen. The Declaration of Independence in Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impelled them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, 
all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than <clears throat> to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and ups, I mean, usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former system of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is the history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To, to prove this, let's facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused to assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operations till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions of the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws of naturalization and of foreigners refusing to pass others to encourage their immigration hither.
and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislators. He has affected to render the military independent of a superior, excuse me, independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts and pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment and any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English law in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government <clears throat> and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our government for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with powers to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the work of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends 
and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose charter, excuse me, a prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attention to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to our voice of justice and consequent we must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind. Enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America and General Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by authority of the good peoples of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states they are absolved from all allegiance to the british crown and that all political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war. Conclude peace, contract allegiance, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to do, excuse me, may have may of right do. And for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The Declaration of Independence. These men stood for something. These men, like you said, they pledged their lives. 
their fortunes, their sacred honor. They could have lived in peace. Well, if they would have decided to live in tyranny. We in the United States right now are approaching tyranny. It seems like all around us, our rights are being crumbled. And the people die from a lack of knowledge. I encourage everybody, get you a copy of the Constitution. Get you a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Understand the history of this nation. People fought, died, and bled for this nation. And now we have many people that don't even have a clue of any aspect of our history. I just gave you a small segment on this July 4, 2023. Learn more. And God bless the United States of America. This is Samuel Tolley, and I'm out. <laughs>